everybody, this is Gary Vaynerchuk, and you're listening to the podcast Answer Man. Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Whether you're looking to launch a podcast or build an online business that allows you to do the work you love, you've come to the right place. Podcast Answer Man presents the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Now, here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. I am back. Welcome to episode number 504 of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And I told you last week I would have a new audio intro Created by my friends Mike and Isabella Russell and their team at Music Radio Creative. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about it. I love it. And again, if any of you are thinking, gosh, I would love to have a professional scripted voiced, you know, with professional voiceover and music that just really sets the tone for my podcast, I would love to have one of those. I highly encourage you to use my friends Mike and Isabella Russell and their team at Music Radio Creative, and I do have a special affiliate relationship with them, just full disclosure. I do generate a commission if you use my link. So if you go over to podcastanswerman.com slash audio, podcastanswerman.com slash audio, that will forward you to a special page on their website where there is an exclusive audio branding package that I've worked out an arrangement. It's a lower cost than you're going to get elsewhere. And not only that, but you will get a professional intro and outro, music, professional voiceover artist, and script writing service. So head over to podcastanswerman.com slash audio. Now, I'm not going to talk about that every single week, but I will talk about Mike and Isabella from time to time just because I love the work that they do and I know it has been helpful to literally more than a thousand of my own clients and students and stuff. So excited about them. All right, what's next on the topic here? Real quick announcements coming out of WWDC 2017. Now, for those of you who are not Apple fanboy-ish like me, or fangirlish. Uh, there, I know there are some fangirls out there as well. But anyway, here's the situation. WWDC stands for Worldwide Developers Conference. Every year, Apple hosts an event for people who develop programs, software, apps, whatever the case may be, for Apple-related products and services, whether it be for desktop software, iOS operating software, which is your iPhone, your iPads. Do they still make iPod touches? I don't even know. Anyway, but yeah, iPads and iPhones. Anyway, they just came out and announced this year some updates to the iTunes specs or specifications. And now the thing is, is iTunes specs has have have had very few changes since they first introduced podcasting into the iTunes software, which, by the way, is now called the Apple Podcasts directory. So there's been very little change. I think the the specs, the only thing that's really changed is the size of the artwork over the years and, and maybe some other minor tweaks. But the author tag, the iTunes author, the iTunes description, all that other stuff, that's been, remained the same over the years. But they did announce a couple different tags that they're going to be introducing into the support of the Apple Podcast application moving forward. In fact, it's going to be implemented in iOS 11, which will come out later this year in the fall. So when iOS 11 comes out, I believe they're, actually I know, they're going to uh, support podcasts that do seasons. So if you have a podcast where you do season one and then you do 10 episodes or however many episodes in that season, and then you you take a break for a little while, and then you do season two. And also, what's going to happen, and I haven't seen the implementation of this, but I did watch the everything they had from the actual session 
that they held at the WWDC 2017. I watched the session where they presented these changes. And what they say is that with the right tags that you're that they're going to make available for support inside your RSS feed, you will be able to have your podcast display your podcast episodes by season. And within that season, you can tell it whether or not to show what order to show those ep- see those episodes. So it'll actually start with like season one, episode one, and then go episode two. So instead of always showing the most recent episode and then going back reverse chronologically, um, now they're they're going to have the support for this. I believe they're also going to have the support for other serial type podcasts, even if it's not uh, seasonal. I, I don't know this for sure. They did not do any Q&A during that session. But one of the things that is potentially going to happen in the next release of, of, of iOS podcasts app from Apple is that if your podcast makes more sense to listen to from episode one through the end um, you, or where it makes sense or at least for them to start with episode number one, there are a few podcasts where you don't want to you don't want to start with the latest episode. Like, for example, the Serial podcast that was popular, uh, what was it, two years ago or something like that. So anyway, some support for some new tags. I'm not going to go into great detail here. Uh, It's still too early to see how these are going to be implemented. I would imagine that folks over at Blueberry are going to work on the PowerPress plugin support and implementation of this. I'm pretty sure that that Libsyn's already got their team working on implementing this into their systems. Now, with these new things, uh, as far as it is related to tags, my understanding is that if you don't change anything, things will continue to work exactly as they do now. But, um, you know, and and the thing is, is if they implement this and it looks like, hey, this might be some new tags that I want to use, there's a good chance that I'm going to need to change the way that I do podcasting myself personally and also how I teach other people to launch their podcast when it comes to the setup of their podcast feed. Again, I'm working out all those details. I'm taking a very close look at all the implementation, all the options that are going to be available and I will be sharing my updates on that as I get closer. Of course, we've got until August, so um, yeah, lots to learn there for me, and I'll be sharing what I learn along the way. Also, something else they mentioned is the support for podcast trailer. So there is the, I. my understanding is how, you know how you go into the app store, and there are some apps in the app store where you click the play button and it'll show you a video demonstration or a demo of what the app looks like or whatever the case may be or maybe even a commercial for the app well my understanding is that they're going to create podcast trailer a podcast trailer tag so you can actually tag a specific episode with the tag trailer and i guess in the new ios 11 version of the podcast app from apple they will actually support a trailer. And so if your podcast has a trailer inside of your listing, they'll allow, if they see that in the RSS feed, then it will potentially show that that epi- or that little audio file or maybe potentially video file. Not quite sure. They did not talk about the implementation of that. Again, I'll need to see it, how it works, and all of that good stuff. But as I learn more, I will, of course, as I said, share more. But that was not all Apple talked about when it comes to podcasting. They are also, later this year, I think, or they said, it's going to, I think they just said coming soon. I don't know if it's coming later this year or not, but it's coming soon. They are going to start opening up the podcast analytics from Apple's podcasting app. Here's the thing. We all have stats with our server-side hosting of our MP3 files, right? Many of us, if you've been following me over the years and you learned how to podcast from me, you're probably using Libsyn, Liberated Syndication, for your media hosting of your MP3 files. If you do that, Libsyn has some pretty robust stats reporting there. Now, if you're just on the basic plan, then at least, if nothing else, you're getting per episode the number of people who are downloading each episode. 
The one thing that you're not getting from Lipson is there's no way for you to know how long people are listening to your episode. So if you have an episode like mine every week where I'm on average about an hour per episode, well, you have I there's really no way for me to know how many of you are listening to the very end of the episode. Do you drop off after two minutes? Do you drop off after 25 minutes? Do you listen to the entire thing all the way through? The only way that I would know that is if I did an audience survey and got a good sample and, and asked people to tell me, right? But uh, barring that, there are some applications, like Stitcher will take your your episode and they download a version of your file and they then host it on their own servers and they do tell you how long people are listening to each of your episodes. So this kind of analytics for Stitcher Radio listeners is there, but that is such a small sample of your audience. And I would argue that the Stitcher Radio audience are... Le- oh, no, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and, and you may be the exception, but your Stitcher Radio audience are not necessarily the the bulk of your overall audience potentially and also my my guess is that the that the die hard loyal community okay i'm going to stop there because i i just realized i'm saying it I, I happen to know a couple people in my community who listen to stitcher radio they they use stitcher for their podcast that's their preferred application and and i happen to know they're some of my most loyal and devoted fans so I'm not even going to go there. I'm tempted to go back and edit out what I just said, but far be it from me to, to, we'll just move on. How's that? I I, I may not be accurate in that thought that just came to my mind. So, yes. The good news, though, is that Apple, you know, most of the people who are subscribed to your podcast likely are subscribed to you using iTunes. That's something I can tell you is true for, I would say, 90% or more of the podcasts that are out there that are produced. A majority of your community, of your audience that is subscribed to your show, are using the Apple Podcasts app, whether that be on their iPad, their iPhone, or using the iTunes software. So the thing is, though, is that Apple does know how much of your episodes people are listening to. They're, all of those analytics, they have that information. They've never shared it with us, but they're getting ready to. So the, they did show some screenshots during the presentation at WWDC. I saw it. It looks pretty impressive as far as the insights that we're going to gain about the largest portion of our audience. And it, I think it'll be interesting to see how much we you know we've assumed about our audience is actually true now they have not told us a date when that's actually going to be coming but it's going to be a part of when you sign into your podcast connect tool and i am i've got to reach out to my friend steve over at apple because uh, there are a handful uh, a handful of students that i worked with over the years where when launching their podcast, I submitted their RSS feed using my own personal Apple ID. Uh, Now, this is way before they had the Podcast Connect dashboard. This was just, it was required. Nobody could actually submit an RSS feed to their directory listing unless you had an Apple ID. And, And really, they had no support other than the fact that you know, yeah, we, we've received your request and we'll email you once you're in there. But the ownership, in my understanding, was that if you had your author, you know, who is the copyright tag was in there. You had who is the author tag. And you also had the the author or the owner email tag. So I, I would, before they had this dashboard, I just assumed that that's what they would associate with. And of course, it's always been the case. It, it, Apple has sometimes sent out announcements to everyone who owns a podcast feed inside of Apple. And I have not been getting everyone else's uh, uh, notifications. And I do know for a fact that many of those that I have personally submitted to the directory those individual podcasters have received direct email communication from Apple to them because of the owner email tag 
inside of their RSS feed. Uh, but about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, it may have even been longer, they came out with this dashboard called podcastconnect.apple.com or something like that. Anyway, they came out with the dashboard, and when they did, I logged in, and lo and behold, I see all of my podcasts, which, by the way, I have 30 different podcast shows of my very own that I've created over the years, and, well, I happen to have more than 30 podcasts inside of my Podcast Connect dashboard. In fact, um, one of, <laughs> there's one that's one of the most popular business podcasts in the uh, Apple Podcast directory for business. And uh, he, he's aware of the fact that, that I have that access to his account. I, again, I need to reach out to Steve. Steve, if you're listening, email me. Uh, if I forget to reach out to you this week, I've got a lot going on, but I do need to reach out to Steve and see if there's any way that I can uh, work with him and their team to transfer the ownership of that access to somebody else's Apple ID. Anyway, it, it, good news is that it was years ago and and over the last, gosh, anybody that I've helped within the last four to six years, I think, Every, I, I've made sure that when I'm helping them launch their feed and and um, stuff like that, it, it's really the only people who were affected that were people that I worked with one on one. All of my students, I've always ha- of podcasting A to Z, I've always had them submit their own RSS feeds and create their own Apple IDs. But um, yeah, anyway, I'll work that out. So those are those are announcements coming from WWDC. Awesome stuff. And then I just wanted to share with you. Real quickly, an update about what I've been working on here uh, over the last couple days. Uh, you guys have heard me talking about the next level workshop that I'm doing about building an online business around your podcasting efforts. And I want to just talk to you real quickly about the fear that is involved when you are approaching and starting something new or something different. And I want you to know that if you have been thinking about creating a new product or releasing a new service out there for your audience to buy from you, and especially if it's something that that you haven't done before, and it may be something just outside of what people might expect for you to to receive, the more the more it is the more it is. T- taking a whole different perspective or a new next level mindset sort of thing of, of where you're going in your business and what you want to do and, and expanding your message and, and your product offering. I, I, I know this is getting a little wordy here. I don't have the way that I want to express this. But anyway, for me, I started to wonder, you know, people know me as the podcast answer man. I'm the guy who they know and trust, who is the premier go-to consultant and coach on how to help people successfully launch a wonderful podcast, all right? That people know me for that. Now, the thing is, is people also know, a lot of people have come to know about my journey of how I went from a hobby, doing something, a podcast about something that I love and how over time that hobby turned into uh, a, a desire to do what I do today as a full-time career and and how I left my career in insurance and my online business journey of how I came to the place where I work for myself, how I struggled in the early years of doing that, and then, of course, how I slowly, step-by-step, took different paths took different steps towards growing the profitability and the products and services that this business offers to the fact that today it is an extremely wildly successful online business. And, and I talk about success in in lots of different ways. This is a wildly successful business. Sometimes I forget just how successful the business that I have today because the people that I do life with intentionally are mostly people who are who far exceed where I am as far as success in size of audience, in size of income, 
and the amount of margin that they have and and all kinds of other areas of life. So I'm always looking, the people that I look to, I think about, wow, how far I still have to go. Uh, and, and not that I need to achieve what they've achieved, but the, fa- the fact is, is that sometimes I have my mind and my my mind is is focused on what those people that I'm looking towards, my mentors, what what is possible for me as far as next steps, that sometimes I forget just how far I've come. And and when I think about where I am today compared to where I was, let's just say 10 years ago, I I I know for a fact that if you told me I'd be doing what I'm doing today as far as the amount of income that I'm generating, the uh, the types of products and services that I'm offering and and the price at which I'm offering those those products and services, it would have scared me to death. <laughs> I would have thought whatever. I I don't see that happening. But that that would be awesome in my wildest dreams, but I'm okay today with with if I could just accomplish this. And that was my mindset back then. And, and I realized that, wow, have I come a long way. Tony Robbins has this message where he talks about raising your standards. And that's something that I've done little bit by bit over the years. I've increased my mindset of the things that, number one, I believe that are possible. But not just that, but I've also taken steps over the years to raise my standard of what I expect from myself and from my business. What are my musts? Things that I must have. Things that I must do. Things that I must accomplish. And he talks about, when I say he, Tony Robbins, talks about the fact that we always achieve the things that we must do. We don't always achieve what we should do. And we certainly don't always achieve what we want to do. But if something becomes a must, and it's and it's there is no other option, we have drawn a line in the sand. We something has crossed. Something has happened internally where we say we must achieve this. It's incredible what our mind and our will can do when we actually determine something is now a must. And of course. There's also the benefit as you go forward is there's the benefit of having achieved success in a certain area. So I'll give you an example. There, When it comes to creating a product or service at a certain price, you might say to yourself, yeah, I don't know that anybody would ever pay for that and I don't feel comfortable doing it. So chances are you're not going to create that product or service, Okay. But then you might actually follow some mentors and 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 resources out there and, and be exposed to people who are achieving exactly what it is that you desire to do, but you haven't you haven't believed it was possible for yourself, but you hear it enough, you get it exposed to it enough, then all of a sudden you start to think, well, may, maybe it is possible. And slowly you make the decision somewhere, you you finally say, okay, I'm going to do it. And then it scares you to death. It's like, oh my gosh. But then once you decide to do it, when you make that first sale, it's amazing how much fear starts to dissipate. And when the th- second sale starts to come in at that new, uh, for that new product at that or that new price point, then all of a sudden your, uh, your confidence increases and the fear dissipates. And when the fifth and the sixth and the seventh and the eighth starts to roll in, all of a sudden success at that level all of a sudden takes away the fear and anxiety and, and the limiting belief that it's not possible. Now, now you know that it's not only possible, but this is something now, this is something that I would expect. I would expect me to be able to pull this off because successfully I've been able to achieve this over and over and over again. And then all of a sudden that becomes a new standard for you. Okay? Um, and, and anyway, the idea is, is that as you continue to move forward, you can always take where you are and say, okay, what now can I do to take this to the next level? What new product and service can I create that is something that I once thought was impossible, 
but now I believe is possible. So here, here's one thing. I built this house a couple years ago, and I told you about the fact that I built this next level studio with this big, huge training space over here where I could do workshops with up to 12 people with no problem at all, plenty of room. And, you know, when I when I did that, I started to believe that it was possible. Otherwise, I wouldn't have paid for all the money to, to build all this out. But when I moved into the house, I never moved forward with those live events. It's been three years that we've been li- that we've lived into this house and it lived in this house now. In fact, it's three years this month. And three years later, I'm getting ready to host my first next level workshop where people are coming here. But when I thought about this, I, I knew that the first next level workshop that I wanted to do wasn't about podcasting. I knew I wanted it to be about creating an online business. I mean, if I, if you want to learn about podcasting, you want to have me as your personal podcasting coach, I have podcasting A to Z for that. And I'd really love to give you four weeks of direct access to me rather than just two days. So so podcasting, I, I've got a product for that. That's podcasting A to Z. Now, um, when it comes to creating these workshops here, though, my question was, okay, are, are people really going to come to Cincinnati? I mean, and, and not just Cincinnati, but Northern Kentucky. I mean, I, I don't have one of those airports that is really easy to get into. So this, this there's a lot of limiting beliefs that um, might you might think, well, would people really want to come to Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky to attend a live workshop? And also the question is, is hey, you're, you're wanting to do this and you want to do it next month. Are people going to be able to do this and make the decision and then decide to come with only about three to four weeks of notice? So there's that concern. That There's that fear. And not only that, but most people know you for teaching in the area of podcasting. Are people going to actually come and pay for you to be able to do uh, training on online business. And I've been working on that. Now, this is not the first time I've done live events, and I've faced the the fears and the anxieties that I've faced going into what I'm doing this weekend. I faced this before, back when I created the Next Level One Day Business Mastermind events. I hosted a couple of those, uh, gosh, a couple years ago. I, it was actually 2014 I did that. In 2014, I did one related to um, you know an on a one day full one day business mastermind. It was a thousand dollars for one day, and I had a small group of six to ten people, and it was in a it was in a place where people were already going to attend a conference. So it, I didn't host it here in my studio. Instead, I hosted it at a one of those conference rooms at the hotel where podcast movement was. And I did another one with my friend Ray Edwards. We did one in Colorado uh, at the Broadmoor where they where Michael Hyatt and Ken Davis hosted the platform conference. So I've done these one day events, but I remember, you know, having that fear and anxiety. Are people really gonna do this? Are they gonna gosh, I, by the time I had decided to do those, the question was you know, people probably already have their travel booked, their hotels already paid for. If they decide they want to come to my event, they're gonna have they're they're probably gonna have to cancel their their tr- they're gonna have to change their flight schedule to come in a day early, add another day onto their hotel. And you know what? Not only that, but the question was, would people pay a thousand dollars? to spend that one day with me. And that's something that was a standard. That That is a standard that I set for myself. I, I did not want to do $249 events, $399 events. I knew that I wanted to do $1,000 events. I wanted to do something that was going to be a stream of income, a significant stream of income for me. I, that That is one of the purposes of doing this. But also, I wanted something that's going to put me, put a little fire under me uh, in that, it, you know, if I'm charging $1,000 for a one-day event with these next-level one-day business masterminds that I did, I, 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 I want to feel the pressure to deliver, you know, and of course, that's exactly what happened. People signed up and, and yeah, they paid their $1,000, they canceled flights, rescheduled new flights, added an additional day or two to their hotel package and and they came and I 
what like leading up to the event during the event and even follow up after the event i wanted to provide massive return on their investment as far as as the value that they got out of those experiences and they did and and i know for a fact they got a whole lot more out of that event because i charged a thousand dollars instead of charging let's say a dollar 99 but before they paid before the first person registered for the first next level one day business mastermind i was freaking out i was scared to create the sales page i felt i felt like a an imposter, you know, we're talking about the imposter syndrome. Who am I to do this? And occasionally I would just have all of these limiting beliefs. I would have these doubts, this anxiety, this fear, and and that question of who am I to do this? Who am I, and who am I to charge this? I mean, the conferences that these people are attending, they're a third of the cost of what I'm asking. And the conferences are multiple days, uh, multiple experts and, and great content. And and yet here I am wanting to charge, you know, three times as much for one day with me and a small group. Who am I to do that? But yet at the same time, I'm like, well, I know who I am. And I and 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 occasionally I would have I would be filled with great confidence. Oftentimes, immediately after talking with somebody who's in my mastermind group about the fear and anxiety and and talking to them, sometimes it would be them encouraging me, reminding me of the value and that yes, Cliff people will want this. And and sometimes it was just me getting on there and t- sharing what my limiting beliefs are, but actually then also talking about what I know in my heart to be true. And I'm the one who filled myself up with the confidence, but it was that that ear listening and and confirming what I was saying. And and I moved forward. I created the sales page for those. And as much as I felt like a fraud creating them, and 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 I I didn't really feel like a fraud, but I had that feeling. I I felt like an imposter. But then the first person, that first $1,000 payment came in, and then the second, and the third, and the fourth, and the fifth, and the sixth, and the seventh, and the eighth. And it's like, oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh wow, this just got real. And now I have to deliver. And I did my first one, and then boom, I'm like, okay, that was awesome. Now I know it's possible. And then the next, when I came, went to do the next one, guess what? It wasn't as hard. It was not as hard. It was it was a lot easier for me to 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 create the sales page for the next one. It was easy. I had more confidence at that thousand dollar price point, knowing the experience and the testimonials that I had from the people who attended the first event, the things, the updates that I've received from them, the the number of email uh, milestones that I got about people where people are talking about the 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 10x returns on on what they've done. It's like as a result of that, I. I have people who quit their jobs and are working for themselves and are extremely successfully successful financially as a result of their one-day business mastermind event. Uh, in in fact, I, well, I can ju- I'll just say this: I have one of those attendees who just paid for a one day with Cliff package, which is a brand new package that I'm offering for one-on-one. One full day spent with me here in my studio at $7,500. And that person has prepaid for their one day with me and they're coming this Sunday. So they're coming after this workshop is over. So that's that's already this person knows. It's like, wow, I, I know time spent with Cliff. I've, I've achieved great things as a result of it. And I have no doubt that that I'm going to do that again. So this person is coming Sunday. And so what what I'm t- sharing with you is that I was I had all the fear, all the anxiety, all the worry, are people going to do this? Are it's like are they going to cancel the, their travel? I mean, this is so inconvenient, blah blah blah. And you know what? I just believed it was possible. I I surrounded myself with people who believed in me more than I believed in myself. And I allowed those people to bolster my belief, bolster my confidence, and then I charged enough that forced me to deliver on on that value, and it was successful. And then the next one, as I said, was easier. The next one after that was easier. And then all of a sudden, what happened? 
I stopped doing them. Why did I stop doing them? I happen to actually know. The reason why there were no more live events in 2015 is because I actually cut out a ton of things in 2015. Some of you have been listening for long enough that you know that I pretty much took most of 2015 off. Now, when when I say when Cliff takes 2015 off, that means he probably works about as... Is he talking about himself in the third person again? Stop it. Okay. When I say that I took the year off in 2015, that means that I, I pretty much work the average work life. You know, I'm a workaholic by nature. I love the work that I do, and 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 so the the problem is is that my health and fitness was way out of control. And so in 2015, I said, "Listen, I'm going to I'm going to do something drastic. I am going to shift my priorities. Where my and very clear, my work." And my business was my number one priority in life prior to 2015. I'm not excited about that. I don't, I don't wear that badge proudly. Um, it was a, I think it was absolutely wrong for me to do. I think there are seasons where that can be the case. We've talked about that recently as well. But, but the, it, it, was, it was a season of eight years where that was the case. And, and that's a very long season, my friends. Uh, so no, that I, I, I had some things, things were, my priorities were out of whack to say the very least. And my health and fitness actually was a, a it, it, it reflected that. And so I, I did not have very good health and my fitness level was extremely low. I was probably potentially months away from some pretty significant medical diagnoses, if not, if not within years of death, if I continued to work, work at the same pace that I was back then. So I decided in 2015 that I would take the year off. I would, and that, that basically meant that I would only do, I think I only did like three or four podcasting A to Z sessions. I shut down uh, the podcast mastermind organization that I had, which was my monthly monthly membership program. I stepped away from being the director of, of a conference. I, I, I basically shut down a ton of income streams. I focused, I, I, I continued uh, m- the income coming in from my digital product sales, which were already created. I continued uh, selling podcasting A to Z, which four podcasting A to Z sessions in 2015 was all I needed for me to successfully make the the minimum of what my business needs to continue to to you know thrive and and have a little have plenty of margin in my life. So I and and by the way, I do more than four podcasting A to Z's, but that's what I need minimum. And so that's what I did. I did the minimum. I I still had equipment sales, but my assistant took care of all of those. Um, and I had affiliate income. So I, I mean, my business continued to move on in spite of the fact I was only working. On average, about 15 hours a week. I worked 15 hours a week through 2015, at least the first nine months of 2015. And I did that so that I could focus on becoming not a workaholic, but I wanted to actually shift it to where I became a workoutaholic. I made the decision to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. I've done that since November 2014. I've dropped, um, I've burned over 100 pounds of fat. I've put on over 40 pounds of muscle. And I am a completely different person today as a result of that. And because of the business that I have, because I work for myself, I was able to do that. Not only did I do that, but I also took my entire family on a two-week trip to Europe that year. So... Uh, in that two in two weeks we we what did we do it was um four countries in two weeks so we did Scotland Wales um England we did uh, France and the Netherlands but it, the most amazing two weeks our family has ever spent together we spent uh, in very close quarters with one another in a bunch of different countries meeting amazing people experiencing amazing. Uh, lifetime bucket list kind of places the the highlands of scotland in loch ness oh my gosh i we were in edinburgh and we were in london we went to the queen's theater theater and saw les mis in london which was awesome we spent a day on the isle of wight with mike and isabella russell and uh, we went to Wales to see the Doctor Who music experience. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to go see the Doctor Who experience, right? <clears throat> so 
Oh, we went to Paris. We saw the Louvre. We went to Paris, Dis- or the the Disneyland Paris. We obviously went to the Eiffel Tower, and then we went to Amsterdam and got went to the Anne Frank House, toured Amsterdam, and I spent an entire day while my family was relaxing. I spent an entire day in Amersfoort with my great friend, Father Roderick von Hogan. The most incredible two-week experience. I, that's the kind of freedom that you have when you have your own business and you and you invest in, and, and build everything the way that you have it. So, But anyway, that's why I didn't do any more next-level events in 2015. Well, then 2016 rolls around, and I am, as you can imagine building things back up. You know, I, I I told you, I did the very minimum I could do in my business in 2015. And so in 2016, my and by the way, I had enough. My business allowed me to have all that margin. We did not struggle financially at all. We had the financial margin for me to allow, that allowed me to take all of that time off. The business was able to take care of all of its bills. I still got a paycheck almost every month. We had plenty of money in our emergency fund for the months when I didn't pay myself a paycheck. Not because it wasn't there, but because things were tight enough that uh, we let, let's take care of that out of the emergency fund. So my income in 2015 was significantly less than it was in 2014, and reasonably so. I expected that. I knew it was coming. We had planned for it. So, <clears throat> excuse me. That was not a big deal. So 2016, after taking that year off, we're ramping things back up. And to do that, I'm increasing the number of A to Zs, um, you know, and 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 getting and starting to ramp up some new stuff. And and there's a lot of projects, an entire year of extra product projects and things got put off. To do items, a year's worth of to do items got put off, and so. 2016 was really a year of catching back up. And 2016 wasn't quite back to the exact income levels that we were in 2014, but it was close. And 2017, we're back in line. So we're, we're, we'll, we'll do at least as much in 2017 that we did in 2014, which was extremely a good year. Um, but <clears throat> now it's time. I'm caught up. I, you've been hearing me week after week. You've heard all of the various projects that I've been working on. I mean, the move to Kajabi, putting A to Z into Kajabi, my, all my other digital product products into Kajabi, my ConvertKit email list strategy, my podcast newsletter. It, that is, oh my gosh, revolutionary to my business. I can't believe that. Man, if I would have done that earlier. Anyway, you know what? Okay, so thing, things are good now. I've done lots of things. You, you, if you've been listening for the last couple months, you know what all I've accomplished. I don't need to recount all of that. So here's the thing. Here we are. It's you know right around the beginning of May, and I say, okay, I'm ready. What do I want to do next? What are my priorities next? And I said to myself, hey, and I said to my mastermind group, I want to create a new product called Spend the Day with Cliff one-on-one where somebody had it, it literally one person comes to Northern Kentucky and they spend $7,500, but they get to spend the entire day with me. And we're going to talk about whatever they want to talk about. Do you want to talk about your podcast? Do you want to talk about your online business? Do you want to, I, I want to help, whether it's helping you take your message, your business or your life to, to the next level, whatever it is, you know, this is only open to people who are very much familiar with who I am, what my story is, what it, they already know what I have to offer and how they're going to benefit from me. Obviously, otherwise they wouldn't even be interested in this thing, right? So the idea is that this is whatever they want. I knew that I wanted to implement that and well, I made that product is now available. So, And by the way, if you have not, the only people who have seen this are maybe you've seen it as an option on the Next Level Workout uh, workshop um, page. I got workout on the mind. The Next Level Workshop sales page over at podcastanswerman.com slash next level workshop. There was an option. You could either pay the $1,000 to be a part of the event, um, one and a half day event, or you could pay $7,500. We'll give you the event included in it and you spend a full day with me. And so uh, that so far, that's been the only place that's been advertised. And one of those attendees from one of my previous 
one-day next-level business mastermind events, saw that, and she says, hey, Cliff, I see that you have that option to spend one day with you. I'm not necessarily interested in the day-and-a-half workshop. I'd rather just have a whole one-day concentrated day spent with you. Can I do that? And I said, yeah, it's $7,500. And she says, okay, where do I sign up? And I sent her where she could register for it, and she paid, and we it's on schedule, and that happened. Now, for the rest of you, if you've been on my mailing list for at least, well, ever since I, if you've been on the podcast newsletter since I started it, and I, it was just a little over six months ago that I started it, well, on a, on a Tuesday, actually, for those of you who started the very first week, this coming Tuesday, you're going to get an invitation to come spend a day with me with a Spend the Day with Cliff program for $7,500. There's an entire email that's written out that describes what it is for, what it is, and who it's for, and it's inviting you to participate. And so that's going to be there. And by the way, if you just signed up for my mailing list this week, uh, and you, you're you're just now starting to get the newsletter, you're not going to get that invitation until about six months from now. So there'll be plenty of time for you to get to know who I am, what you know, for you to grow to know, like, and trust me. Now, if you're listening to my voice right now and you know, like, and trust me, and you you already understand the value that I could bring to you in a one-on-one session all day, just me and you here in my studio, then if you're interested in that, go ahead and email me. I don't have a sales page on my website for it. Uh, there's only a, a, a there is an application that's a link to from that email. But if if right now if you want to participate in a day with me, just email me Cliff at podcastanswerman.com and we'll get that scheduled and set up. Now that was one thing that I said I wanted to do. I will tell you I was a little nervous in putting that one out there. But my friend Mark Mason helped me create the sales page for the Next Level Workshop. And he says, why don't we just toss this in here as an option? And boom, now guess what my confidence level is in that product? It's much higher. And and, and do you think that for $7,500 for one day with me, do you think that I feel the pressure to deliver value? Do you think that I'm going to, do you think, and by the way, I've already done this. There's the questionnaire that you have to fill out to be a part of this. It helps me to know a whole lot about you so that I can actually look for all kinds of certain little ways. Be Obviously, there is what is it that you hope to get out of this, and I'm certainly going to deliver on that, but I'm even looking for intentional other things that I'm going to be able to do to add extra value for that person. And yeah, it, it, I, I'm, I feel very confident. Now that that person has paid, it's amazing. But I, I also had on my list of things, I want to create these next level workshops here in the studio. And there was that fear. Are people going to sign up? And, and it, it, it was a little bit of a, a mind game of our people. I know that people will pay $1,000 if they're already going to a conference. But are they going to come to Cincinnati? And you know, there's one person had to leave at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, in fact, you've heard him on this podcast before. As as far as feedback, I don't want to share his name unless I get his permission. We'll maybe talk about some of the people that came if I if I get permission from them to to share uh, what their experience was and stuff like that. But one person left at two o'clock in the morning because Cincinnati is not an easy place to fly into, uh, you, with connecting flights. And that was, and with work schedule, that was all he could, that he could do. And the fact that somebody, do you think that boosted my confidence when somebody, did they pay a thousand dollars? Yes. Did they agree they were going to come to Cincinnati? Yes. Is it so, do they see it as such a valuable thing that they would be willing to book a flight that starts at 2 a.m.? Yes. And uh, it's like, oh my gosh. And so while I was having a lot of fear and anxiety after, you know, it's been a year since I've had, it's been over a year since I've had, a year and a half since I've done one of these live events, it's the first time doing it in my studio so that fear of the new thing came out and and I delayed on putting the sales page out by a, a couple weeks as a result of just being paralyzed by doubt. And my thankful to my friends, and this is why it's so important to have a mastermind group. I can't even begin to tell you how important that is. Um, they, they helped me move forward. They said, let's just move that next step, Cliff. Let's just do the next thing. Let's see what happens. And by golly, the the registration started to come in one after another, $1,000 payment here, $1,000 payment there. And then all of a sudden it's like, 
Yeah, this is this is work. This is going to work. I already have people. By the way, we're gonna do another uh, next level workshop in August on August eighteenth and nineteenth. I already have one person paid and registered for that event. We're gonna do another one on November third and fourth. I already have two people that are registered for that one. So, do you think my confidence level is much higher today? I have zero doubt about the uh, about whether or not people would travel to Cincinnati. I have zero doubt whether or not people would pay a thousand dollars. And I today I can tell you I have zero doubt about the value that they're going to get as a result of it. And just to wrap things up here, I just want to share with you the schedule of of how this is going to happen. So obviously, by the time you hear this, it's too late for you to join us for this June 16th and 17th session of the Next Level Workshop. But again, if you want to join us for August 3rd, uh, no, August 18th and 19th, or November 3rd and 4th, if you want to join us for either one of those, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash next level workshop. And by the way, if it still says the June dates, go ahead and register and I I will know that you will want to sign up for one of those two and I'll promptly email you and say, hey, which one of these are you signing up for <clears throat> based upon the fact that you heard about it here? But uh, after tomorrow, actually, I'll, I'll probably wait until after this weekend to change over the sales page for the next date. But anyway, um, yeah. Oh, the schedule. I wanted to share with you. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to open our door, uh, our, our home at 8 a.m. So the doors open at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, Friday, June 16th. And we're officially going to start our first session here in the Next Level Studio promptly at 9 a.m. And then the first session of the day is going to be titled, I Don't Need Easy. I just need worth it. And I'm going to give people a realistic expectation of what is involved and how much work it's going to take and even how much time it might take potentially for you to to build the business of your dreams. But we're going to start by asking what would it take for it to be worth it to you. We're going to talk about all the things that you are dreaming about as far as what 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 benefits do you see from having your own business? Is it because you want to completely eliminate your commute time? Do you spend 45 minutes to two hours or even three hours a day commuting back and forth to work? Do you want to eliminate that to spend more time with your family? Do you want to be able to just take off in the middle of the day to see activities where your kids are doing special things at school? What I mean, those kind of things. What what is it that it would take for this to be worth it? What is it is what is it what benefits and what dreams do you have where this is gonna be something that you're going to keep these things in mind when the the stuff hits the fan. <laughs> you know, when when things get tough, if you if you know what I'm saying. So that's gonna be the first session. I don't need easy, I just need worth it. And the next section session is going to be a step-by-step formula for building your online business. I happen to know this is the number one thing that everybody who has already registered, this is the number one thing that I see that they want. They literally want somebody to tell them exactly what steps they need to take and in what order should they take them to actually build their online business. And I just want to give you a big hint here, by the way. If you already have an existing podcast and you want to create a business around your podcast, but you're not quite sure what products and services you have, you've actually started with the wrong step. You're right. If you have a podcast, but you don't have a business with products and services and and clients buying that that products and services, you you actually jump straight to like I, I don't have it in front of me, but it might be like step five in the process. But that's okay. That's how I started. Uh, but there is a better way. And so we're going to talk about it, no matter where you are, I'm going to help you in, in what is the next right step for you. And especially for those who already have a podcast, which is most people coming to this session, we're going to talk about how we can go back and and fill in the gaps of the things that you haven't yet done that are going to be necessary for you to have a financially successful and responsible business. In fact, we'll get back to that in a second. And then uh, the third session of the morning is going to be creating your value proposition statement. This is a great little tool that I picked up from my friend Michael Hyatt. 
And this is just helping people clearly communicate who they are and what they offer. My value proposition statement, I'm just doing this off the top of my head. Hey, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I am a podcast coach, podcast coach and consultant. I teach individuals, small businesses, and individuals, entrepreneurs, and small business owners how to successfully launch a podcast so that they can take their message, their business, and their life to the next level in, in an effort to help them become more of who they were created to be. That, that's just off the top of my head. That is, there's a formula that you can use. I'm gonna help in that session every attendee create their value proposition statement. There's no more freezing in an elevator when somebody asks you, who are you, what do you do? Boy, if, if, if you're at a meetup and somebody asks you what you do, if you go through this session with me, you're gonna have an answer that's gonna stick in people's minds and they're always gonna remember you as that go-to person. I promise you that. All right, and then we're gonna break for lunch. We're actually having Chipotle cater lunch here in our home and uh, we'll, we'll have some networking there. And then in the afternoon, the first session of the afternoon is gonna be the importance and power of your mailing list. By the way, this session alone would have actually given me 10 times the amount of income in my first year of business if I knew what I was going to, if I knew in 2008 what I'm going to share about the importance and power of your mailing list. By the way, we're gonna talk about mailing list uh, providers. We're gonna talk about uh, opt-in forms. We're gonna talk about incentives or lead magnets on getting people to your mailing list. We're also going to talk about the difference between broadcast messages email autoresponders, and we're also going to talk about, um, we're gonna talk about uh, automation. And specifically, I'm gonna show some folks inside of my convert kit how I use it and, and how it's radically transformed my business and my income. So that's gonna be the first session of the afternoon. The next one, the, the title is Tips for Growing Your Audience. Now this is the second biggest thing people have said that they want from this conference or from this workshop when they filled out my questionnaire. So uh, definitely gonna have a ton of ideas and tips for how you can grow your audience. These are things that have worked over and over and over for me and I've seen other people using them and I'm looking forward to sharing that in this session in the afternoon. The third session of the afternoon is characteristics for success in business. The things that I do life, I, I consider myself um, to be a very successful person in online business, and I personally choose to surround myself on a daily basis, weekly basis, with a lot of other people who are extremely successful in online business. People like Michael Hyatt, Dan Miller, Pat Flynn, Ray Edwards, Mark Mason, Amy Porterfield, I, I, I could Stu McLaren. I I have all of these other people that I I just have the have privilege and honor of doing life with, and I I've had a lot of one on one conversations. I've spoken at conferences with these people, and not only that, but we have talked about what you know. What is it? What is it about? Who, who, how did we get to where we are today, where we have this blessing of, of, of what we've been able to achieve? And so I've had these conversations over the years, and I'm going to be sharing what those characteristics are, and so that you can help model yourself after some of the most successful people in, in your business. And then the final session of the first day is a full one hour of Ask Me Anything. So whatever didn't get covered, if they had a question, we're gonna make sure it gets covered that afternoon. And then we're gonna have an hour of casual networking here in our home. And uh, at six o'clock, we, well, I, I, I wanna keep it as a surprise. So if you join me for the August or November session, or if you're listening to this years later and you join me for another session, I just wanna let you know that there's a dinner on the Friday evening of the event, and it's a pretty special deal. It's, it's a big deal, all right? So just know that, and, and dinner's gonna be extra special, all right? Saturday morning, we're gonna open the doors at 7 a.m., and our first session on Saturday will pr start promptly at 8 a.m., and that one is going to be the value of having your own mastermind group. So I'm gonna explain to them the, the different methods that I use to surround myself with people who believed in what it is that I was going to do as far as dr this dream of building an online business, and people who had been there and, and done that, and people who would encourage me, who would be there when I had lots of fears. And it wasn't always a mastermind group. I had other people and, and other methods as well. I'm gonna share those, but then I'm gonna talk about my experience with the Green Room Mastermind and how 
that has radically changed my life and, and it's become a staple of something that I look forward to every single week. Then the second session of Saturday is going to be potential income streams. This is another thing that people are looking for. And by the way, I, I, this is one thing I know where people really have a very limited mindset of how it is they could generate income. If I, I, if, if I would have known about, if I would have known in 2008 what I know I'm going to share about potential income streams and having your own mastermind group, I, I would have made at least 10 times more money uh, in in the first year of my business full time. Uh, and and then, of course, so we're going to cover potential income streams. And then from the, the next session that afternoon, we're going to do a session called Let's Talk About Pricing and Money. And I'm going to share an article. I'm going to share my story and my history of how my pricing started for one-on-one coaching and consulting. How I went, literally, I started out at 50 bucks an hour. And I actually laugh at that today, uh, but I remember freaking out about charging 50 bucks an hour when I first started. And I, I'm going to talk about my history of how I got up to the place where it's, you know, before I stopped doing one-on-one, it was 500 bucks an hour. And when I actually stopped doing one-on-one, I was actually contemplating $1,500 an hour. Uh, but I became convinced that I needed to stop offering one-on-one and how I, and how I made that decision. We're going to talk about that, about pricing. We're going to talk about the mindset of it. In fact, I'm going to share an article that radically transformed my life um, about pricing and confidence in pricing. And it's an article by Peter Schallard titled, Why People Want to Pay You More. Seven Reasons Why Doubling Your Income or Doubling Your Rates Doubles Your Success. And not only that, but during that session, I am also going to be sharing some mindset about money overall and raising your standards. So a little bit more about that and my experience with raising my standard. And by the way, did you know this? You may or may not know somebody or at least heard a story about somebody out there where they become a very success. They they build a business. They they have a they have a journey through life where they build up and become very successful financially, and and they their income goes up comes up. There's stories of people who became millionaires. And then as a result of, let's just say, you know, a financial collapse in the real estate market or this or that, there, I, there's, I, I know that Dave Ramsey has the collapse of the real estate market. He went completely broke. I know my friend Dan Miller's openly talked about many times in his live events and in his podcast about the, the fitness club and he owed hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes to the government as a result of that and, and you know, completely lost, you know, all of that. And so... I, and, and those are just two stories, but I know stories of so many other people. But the thing is, is their standard of living and their expectation of what income can be achieved they, and what must be achieved, they had basically in all of those stories where they had the foundation built of of the journey of growing to those places, of raising their standard and their expectation and their musts of what those incomes are. I can tell you right now, if if you were to completely take away everything they have, it would take it would take a fraction of the time for them to get right back to becoming a millionaire again because of their standards. And we're going to talk about that and money and why it's important for you to charge enough money in your business for you to actually be able to call it a responsible business. For the amount of time, effort, and energy you're putting in this thing, let's talk about what your standards need to be as far as the money. And when you deter- and we're gonna talk about how to get to the place where you start with how much money is responsible for you to, to and necessary for you to consider this to be um, a, a responsible business venture. And then we're gonna back in and to your products and services and stuff like that. It's gonna be an amazing session. And then we're gonna close out uh, the the afternoon session is going to, or the 11 o'clock session is gonna be another ask me anything. So we're gonna wrap up with another thing. It's like, hey, if I didn't cover it, this is your final chance here. Ask me anything you want for a full hour. And then officially at 12 o'clock, from 12 to 1.30 on Saturday, we're gonna wrap up with our final networking session of, and we're gonna have lunch and Olive Garden is coming out to cater that for us. So that, my friends, is the next level workshop. And once I had this schedule in place and having all those people, it's like all of a sudden, it's like, wait a second, $1,000 is so cheap for what I'm giving them. And I I am not kidding. I, I am, 
my confidence level is 10,000% higher than it was three weeks ago when I first published the, the live sales page for this event. I can't believe I'm giving this away for a thousand bucks. And I can assure you, once I actually start getting the milestone reports of, of what I know these people are going to achieve over the next 18 months, uh, and, and once I can actually get, you know, I might even fly out to them and do an interview and ask them and, and stuff like that and, and share this. It, it's going to be life transformational for a lot of these people. I, I, I've already been engaging and interacting with them for a couple of weeks now since they've been registered. I am so excited. This is, oh, it's amazing. My slides are already, the uh, my first draft of my slides are actually going to be the slides that I'm using for the workshop um, this weekend. But, you know, hey, the, the people knew that this is the, the first time I'm offering this. And I built those slides, and th- trust me, they're all things that I've known for years, and and they're pretty, there's a lot of great content, and it's a lot of value. But man, is this and and this event's only gonna get better. So those of you who are interested in the August 18th and 19th, head over to podcastanswerman.com/slash/nextlevelworkshop. I want to help you generate an income from your online efforts. I believe that I, if that's the goal for you, you want to work for yourself, you want those benefits that, have, that come from owning your own business, you have a big enough reason why, come out to the Next Level Studio. Let me show you the way. All right, my friends, thank you so much. Sorry to go over an hour again, but I just wanted to share all of that stuff with you. And until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Podcast. Add some man.